Welcome back to Point of View. We are working to get Senator Ken Eakin here to join us, hopefully via the phone as well, having some tech issues tonight. But just want to remind you, if you can try him one more time, please, Zach, just want to remind you again what's happening right now over the weekend, actually late last week, but uh, Governor Walls had asked for federal funds to help rebuild the Twin Cities. The rough estimate now to rebuild, it's about $500 million. Uh, Governor Walls asked the feds for about $15 million via FEMA. President Trump said, not going to do it, sir. You should have the National Guard in there sooner and earlier to stop what took place there so you guys can figure it out. Now, obviously, the bad news for us here watching the show right now is the fact that Senator Ken Eakin is calling me, so we're going to try it this way, and I'm going to put him on speaker. Senator Eakin, you're on speaker live on the show because we're having these tech issues, so we're just yes. going to do it this way, okay? So, Zach, can you okay. hear Senator Eakin? Sounds good. Can you hear me all right? We got you. Zach, if you just want to bring up the VO, and we'll do it that way, okay? So, Senator... Um, we started off a couple different ways here tonight. We're going to bring up your picture so hopefully the audience can hear you. Uh, I guess the first thing to ask you is, do you think President Trump did the right thing by denying the federal aid to Governor Walls? Well, I think that, uh, you know, the fact is that Minnesota is a contributor state. We pay in a lot more to the federal government than we get back. Uh, and for that reason alone, I do think that uh, when money comes from the federal government to Minnesota, uh, or there's a possibility of getting money back to the taxpayers of Minnesota, we should do that. But I do want to make it clear, too, however, that I think as far as the damage that was being done in the Twin Cities as a result uh, of the protests and, and the unrest there uh, because of the uh, the killing of George Floyd, I do think that, that it should be the cities of, of Minneapolis and the others uh, who are paying for the costs. Uh, uh, but uh, obviously... Uh, the businesses that were adversely affected by that, it wasn't any of their fault. And I do think that there should be some assistance for them, but definitely it shouldn't be done at the expense of greater Minnesota. And uh, we need to make sure that it's not resulting in any funding that's being diverted away from greater Minnesota. Um, so that that's the way I feel about it. But I, I do think that we should not, I guess that in Minnesota, we should be doing everything we can to get our fair share uh, from the federal government since we are, paying in a lot more. We're paying in much more than our fair share into the federal government. So you and I both know there's going to be a bill passed uh, through, you know, ideally both chambers that Governor Walls is going to want to sign that's going to basically make the people of greater Minnesota rebuild the Twin Cities. Would you vote for a bill that's going to raise taxes on the people of greater Minnesota to help rebuild the Twin Cities? No, and I already mentioned that, 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 that I would not support that. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to make sure that uh, we're and getting all the, the assistance we can for the businesses that are hurting in our area. And there is a lot of pain out there right now as a result of the closures and as a result of the restrictions on the businesses in our area. And if there is going to be any kind of bill with assistance uh, to the Twin Cities, we should definitely make sure uh, that greater Minnesota is getting its fair share of the assistance because uh, there's a lot of pain out in our area. And, and and that ties in with the governor's executive orders, which I have not been in support of. I believe that the legislature should pay, play a much greater role in uh, the process here of what to do about COVID-19. I, I don't think all this power should be in the hands of one individual, not even the governor. And that's why I just today voted to, to rescind the, the executive uh, powers, the emergency powers that the governor currently has. And I also voted uh, during the regular session back in May to rescind those powers 
and I voted uh, last month in June during the special session then as well uh, to rescind those powers. So what are you hearing from your Democrat colleagues, or have you spoken to Governor Rawls about you saying no to no more emergency powers? I think people up here are stunned that the legislature continues and, and is giving your governor so much power. Yeah, and, uh, and, and again, yeah, I don't think that's right. Uh, I think that uh, it's resulted in a one-size-fits-all approach that doesn't fit in greater Minnesota because it's being driven from the metropolitan area. And we are not Minneapolis uh, in our area of the state, and we shouldn't be treated as such. And I have expressed those concerns to the governor. I've expressed them to my colleagues. And, uh, and, and uh, certainly uh, I, I, he's been receptive. The governor has when I've spoken to him about this. Uh, certainly seems to understand the concerns that I have. Now, whether that leads to action is another thing, and I've been pushing as hard as I can uh, to, to try to uh, get a, a regional approach that takes into consideration, you know, the unique qualities and challenges facing our area and, uh, and, and to uh, tailor policies based on the different situations in different areas of the state. When you look at what happened in Minneapolis, and there was a recent uh, Senate hearing, as a matter of fact, with the major general of the Minnesota National Guard. There was the Public Safety Commissioner, John Harrington, that was a part of it. And they they both, I, I'm not going to say they came out and said it explicitly, but both alluded to, hey, look, there wasn't a lot of clarity on a plan. We didn't really have certainty from the leaders. Who do you hold accountable for what took place in Minneapolis? Was it, was it Mayor Fry? Was it Governor Walls? Where are you at with that? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to assess blame on any one entity or individual. I, I think that there's, you know, blame to go around. Uh, I don't think that it was handled as well as it should have been. I think more could have been done to protect it, the properties uh, that were damaged there. Uh, but now we're dealing with the, the fallout from that damage. And, and uh, I do think that, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, many of these business owners, that it wasn't uh, their fault that, that, uh, uh, that they're businesses were damaged uh, and I, I do think that the, the cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul and others should uh, step forward to try to provide them with the assistance but I think that they should try to do it on their own from down here. I think we can help by providing them with tools necessary to for instance raise uh, if they need to raise sales tax or something of that nature uh, but I do think that it, it should be more localized uh, and if there is going to be any assistance coming from the state uh, it, we're going to have to make sure that rural Minnesota and greater Minnesota is getting as much or, or more uh, in assistance to our businesses, which have been devastated by uh, closures and restrictions and by the COVID-19 uh, impact in our area. And it's been devastating, especially in the smaller communities where you have small businesses that don't have much of a cushion to work with. Uh, and, uh, and the loss of those business, businesses is even more devastating for these small communities because they're a much bigger part of those communities. Senator Eakin, two more things quickly, sir. One is, we'll start here, um, should kids be back in school this fall, K through 12? Well, I think that it should be left up to school districts to make those decisions. And this fits into my overall view that we should have a more regional approach. And I think that includes giving local entities, local governments, local school districts more authority in determining how to deal with some of these situations. So. Uh, so I believe in local control. I believe that, uh, uh, that we need to have uh, those that are closest to the people making some of these very important decisions that really affect the lives of their, their, their citizens. 
Last question, sir. I know Governor Walls is sort of teetering on a possible statewide mask mandate. You've just mentioned a lot about, you know, sort of a regional approach to this. So would you support a statewide mask mandate from Governor Walls? Uh, no, not a statewide mandate. Uh, again, I think that that should be left to local entities. Uh, you know, where you're having outbreaks, maybe that's that's uh, that's uh, appropriate. But in other areas, uh, it may not be. And I, I, I do think, again, uh, it comes down to having more local control and a more regional approach. Got it. Senator Eakin, we appreciate the time. Sorry for the tech issues that we had here, but we'll get it fixed next time, okay? Yeah, sounds good, Chris. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right, uh, next time we'll get that figured out, but hey, we do the best we can. So stay with us when we come back with the, your, your points of view, plus talking leadership. Stay with us. Please share your point of view with us. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.